as I look out at all of you, what a joy to see an oasis of smiling faces. What a contrast to the frowns we see today everywhere. People are worried about what's going on in our nation. In addition to all of the problems they're facing in our personal lives, there are a lot of frowns, smiles going down. So what's your excuse? Why are you smiling? We're only a month or so into the school year. Maybe, maybe you're doing well in school. You're getting your lessons done. You're studying for tests. Maybe you're having fun with your friends. Maybe you're performing well in your athletic contests. Maybe you're teachers and you feel well prepared when you come to class. That's always a happy feeling. Maybe you and your family are experiencing great health. But we sin daily. We get sick. We have problems in our families. We lose our friends. We turn the TV on. There are all kinds of reasons for us to frown. And yet you're smiling on a Monday. I saw a lot of smiles when I came in here. But in our weakness, when we're experiencing personal trials or we turn on the TV, we may also feel that life is out of control and it's no longer good. But when is life good, no matter what? That's the question we're going to answer this morning. Three or four years ago in the summer, I think it was the summer, I was driving up here and I stopped at a, at a rest stop on the freeway going through Tennessee. And as I was walking toward the Welcome Center, this woman came by and she had a shirt on that said, Life is good. And I smiled and I said, Yes, it is. And I kept walking. It was just a few seconds later. And I was walking up to a little girl who was maybe 16, sorry. But she was crippled. She had cerebral palsy. It was obvious. And she was walking just a few feet in front of me. And I was catching up to her too fast. And I slowed down. And I thought to myself, could life be good for her? How could it be? We got to the door of the Welcome Center. I'll never forget this as long as I live. She walked up to the door, beat me by a few feet, and as I'm trying to open the door for her, reaching for it, she beat me to it. This little crippled girl opened up the door, turned and smiled at me. How could her life be that good? Maybe in her weakness, Jesus was her strength. Maybe she knew that life is much more than being able to walk like other people. Much more than the short time that we live here on earth. Maybe she knew what Jesus means when he says in John 10.10, I am come that they might have life. And they might have it abundantly. To have life abundantly literally means to have an overflowing life. That's a life that does not, is not hampered and does not end 
because of sin or sickness or death. It's not a life that ends with our last living breath. It's a life that goes on. It's an overflowing life. Maybe the crippled girl knew, just like you do, that Jesus earned this overflowing life when he died on the cross for the sins of us all. Maybe she knew that. Maybe her good shepherd convinced her through his word that she was already living an overflowing life, an eternal life. Maybe her smile at me really said, Jesus is my life, and my life is good no matter what, because it overflows in him. I looked for her on leaving the building, but I couldn't find her again. I don't know whether she was one of the good shepherd sheep I would like to have known. But I do know what all of you know from John chapter 10. If you know that chapter, that wonderful good shepherd chapter, you're familiar with Jesus' words, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. The voice of the good shepherd is his word. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. And that voice of his word gives us peace and joy and hope, no matter what. Whatever is going on outside of us, in the government, in the world, in our own personal lives. Aren't we his sheep? Don't we hang on his every word? Isn't he continually calling out to us? I have redeemed you. You are mine. In the world you will have tribulation, but cheer up, I've overcome the world. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Three times after his resurrection, Jesus said to the disciples, peace be with you. The number three is important in the New Testament. You know that. Peace be with you. And before his ascension, he promised, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. A few years later, Paul and Silas are in that dark dungeon in Philippi. I think they heard the voice of their good shepherd calling out to them. And I think they were smiling as they sang the Savior's praises in the night by his light. I also think that the imprisoned Paul was smiling when he wrote to the Philippian Christians, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. So you have an excuse for smiling today. In Jesus, our good shepherd, we have the life that is good to overflowing no matter what. No matter what. Oh Lord, whatever may be our trouble or strife, give us always the smile of the overflowing life. Amen. I want you to uh, rise and join with me in the singing of Psalm 23, which I call the, uh, the Good Life Psalm, 436 in the Living
Okay. 